the um, the uh, the Brighton goal goes in, you get pissed. Then you watch the replay, and you're like, okay, it's not a penalty. So then you're then you're not pissed anymore. And they don't give the foul. Yeah. You get pissed again. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Those kids get to see a roller coaster of suck. Uh, yeah. Emotions. That's literally what it was. I'm Too sitting cool. on the uh, I'm sitting on the couch in like an emotional roller coaster. And these children are watching this happen and unfold before their eyes. I don't think any of them cared because I'm like sitting in the corner, like huddled away, watching the game on my phone. How many how, how many parents look at you or how many wives look at you and look at their husbands and say something like, thank God, you better never do this. <laughs> <You better laughs> like, I swear to God. This better never be better you. Never what be he's you. doing right now, you're not allowed to do. And I was... And then I, your wife's just sitting at the corner, like embarrassed. She didn't. She knows. Uh, like I, I, as soon as I we sat down at that party, I immediately took my phone out and I was like, "All right, cool. Phone's on 100%. So I'm gonna go over. And the Wi-Fi connection here is solid. So I'm gonna go watch the game. <laughs> and the Wi-Fi connection here is solid. You know, you picked a good Sunday afternoon party for your child if they have a solid Wi-Fi connection. Yeah, I was like, the internet here is good. Um. I'm going to go watch the game. Uh, you guys have a great time. And let me know how this all turns out. Because I'm not, I'm checked out. And when the game was over, was the, the party essentially over too? Pretty much. Like literally. The party was supposed to be 1 to 2.30 or 3 o'clock. And the game so started. Y'all stayed late. Like we can't leave until the game's over. Your Wi-Fi well, is too good. Yeah. <laughs> Kidding me? I can't get in the car in the last five minutes of a game. No, 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 no. We're gonna have to change positions where you're sitting. You have to stay. We're gonna have to keep this rolling. We're gonna have to. She can be entertained. It's fine. She can be your wife or no, my daughter. (laughs) Your wife or daughter? Who are you talking about? They can play some more. It's fine. (laughs) They can play some more. Uh, That's good. As long as I uh, let me finish this game up. When the when the whistle blows, we can leave. Whistle blows, we can leave. I'm still Ricky Villa! What a fantastic run! They Anyways, we've been recording. Uh, we've been recording for seven minutes. That's good. <sighs> That's good. So, yeah. You can edit, you can edit some of this riffraff out and <laughs> throw some in later. I got. I, I was recording earlier when Chris was telling the story about him screaming at a four-year-old birthday party. Oh, too. you recorded that? Yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> My response is good. Those kids deserve to be scared. Yeah, they need to know that Bale's coming for him. 
I don't think that's something you should say to children. (laughs) (laughs) Halloween's over. That that doesn't make it okay. (laughs) That actually makes it worse. You could say it on Halloween. Um, uh, All right. I'm trying to update this Google Doc, but you haven't typed the thing. I know, because you keep bullshitting with me. (laughs) It says intro bullshit. I'm just doing what I wrote. <laughs> Who wow. did we play okay, today? Brighton. That's right. We played Brighton today. All right. You guys ready? Yeah. Sweet. Oh, good. Well, let's just jump straight into it. Austin. What? Let's <laughs> <laughs> go straight into Austin. Talk. So, what are you saying? No, no, no. Okay. Just, that's with you. Uh, welcome to Stateside Spurs. Austin and Chris joining me tonight. We are. Uh, Kind of a uh, roller coaster of a week, essentially. Um, I would say a disappointing week. Um, we haven't recorded since um, we went to Belgium, and we're gonna get into that shortly. But Austin, how do you feel after this two-one uh, victory today against Brighton? Um, it's kind of weird to say that we stole three points at home to Brighton, but you know what? We gotta win, so I, I can't be too upset. Yeah, Chris, uh, happy about this win? Obviously, happy about you're going to be. You have to be happy. You're happy about every win. I think this was an ugly, boring game that I'm glad we won, and that we should have won by a margin much greater than what we what we dealt with today. I shouldn't have been sitting at a, on a couch like clenching my fists, waiting for us to beat Brighton. That, that shouldn't be the thing, but. It's going to happen. So, it Freaking Lamptey. Freaking Lamptey. What a yeah. player. Yeah. It was, a, it, was a, it was a great day. It was a great Sunday. Um, great Sunday of soccer. There was a, a really, really interesting game that happened up in Manchester today. Actually, Was it there, interesting? There was was it interesting boring, or was it just... Dra- boring, dreadful... Pogba gives up another ball. penalty. Both those teams look so disinterested. In attacking, or that was so the, lost in attacking, and I don't was, even know. Like maybe we looked lost today in attacking. So I mean, some days we look great, some days we look terrible. But I feel like every time I watch United play, recently and Arsenal, it's just like it's a one, it's one nil, or it's no nil. I did Ars- not realize Arsenal had not won an away match to a top six club in like fourteen years. No, no that they've... was Man United. Oh well, like whatever. Well, Arsenal pretty much three? makes their living beating minnows and then like stealing a point or two away from a top sixteen, but they don't. And, and well, Man United you can't say much different about them now either, because they that's uh, again Ole Gunnar Solskjaer fired by Christmas. I guarantee you that mm. dude is not in that job. I mean, but does he get fired if he keeps destroying the group of death in Champions League? I mean, what is going on there? I don't want to spend any time on this at all. But geez. Leipzig and PSG, like what is going on? We're supposed to spend some time on other matches, just not a whole lot. If anyone's (laughs) if anyone's wondering um, how boring our two matches were this week, we are already talking about a Champions League group in that we are not partaking in, nor (laughs) even a competition that we're partaking in, (laughs) and that is how boring the two matches were this week. But we're still going to talk about it. Let's hop straight into uh, our match on Thursday. We were at Antwerp. Um, I didn't know that that was Toby's hometown. 
until I yeah. heard the commentator say that. Yeah. That's pretty cool. I mean, that'd be pretty cool to go back as a professional playing for a huge football club like Tottenham Hotspur uh, in your own hometown. Too bad he didn't get to play. Um, Austin, how did you feel about this lineup? It was uh, it was an interesting lineup, to uh, to say the least, on Thursday, right? Well, yeah, it was, it was weird. I, I saw so many um, Tottenham fans saying, well, Toby will definitely play because, you know, it's his hometown. He has to play. And I was thinking to myself, I'm like, does Jose Mourinho care about that? Like, nope. <laughs> does Absolutely Mourinho not. care? He put him on the bench. Um, uh, the, the lineup, well, it was a lot of rotation and we all think we all, I think the, uh, without going spot through spot, I think we all thought this was Delhi's chance, right? I think that was the main thing. I mean, Venetia starting makes a lot of sense. Um, Bergwijn starting in Santa Lucas. Okay. Maybe that's a big surprise, but Delhi starting, that was the, that was the headline, you know, is Delhi going to have his match and show that this is his, this is his role too, and I don't know. I, I think I think I have some mixed feelings about it, and I think I have a slightly different take than what, you know, the meltdown on Twitter and Reddit is is giving towards Delhi. But um, I think Delhi was definitely the focal point of that lineup to most Spurs fans when it was released. I mean, so Chris, do you think this lineup is too attack-minded? Right? If you look, are you, are you looking at this lineup? We have uh, Vinicius, Bergvine, Ali, Bale, Lo Celso, Winks, with our fullbacks being Regulon and Ria. And then our center backs being Davies and Sanchez. So our attacking, our, our two most attacking fullbacks, essentially, you can say Darity is just as attacking. Lo Celso, Winks is playing the, the Hoiberg role by himself. And you have Bergvine, Ali, Bale, uh, and Vinicius. Uh, Ali and, you know, Deli and Bell aren't, aren't like defensive-minded players. So they're not yeah. going to be coming back to help out, really. And then Bergvine... He also likes to get pretty far forward and, and, and stay up front. So you're really just leaving Winks and Lo Celso. Uh, is that why this lineup didn't last uh, more than 45 minutes, Chris? Or what's your take on this? I Okay, so I have two takes on this lineup that changed over time. Like, I can honestly say I had the immediate knee-jerk reaction like everybody else on Twitter and Reddit that melted down and said, that's it. That's it for Delhi. I can't. This was all on him, and he was the one that was the problem. I was one of those people that was screaming that to the to the heavens. And then the farther away from that game you get, and then looking at other analysis and, and watching highlights and things, you kind of get the sense that it, it wasn't all him. It wasn't just Delhi is the problem and Delhi's the breakdown. This was 11 guys who had never played before together. Like they'd never set foot on a on a pitch together, with the exception of maybe the practice. They just hadn't. Um, yeah, uh, between uh, Bergvine, Delhi, and 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 Bale, and then going back to right behind them is Winks and Lacelso. Um, that's a midfield where there's going to be a gap in between those three and Winks and Lacelso. Lacelso just couldn't get out of probably second gear for most of that game in order to push the ball and, and do those little breakthroughs like he normally does. But he's just, I think we may be looking at a guy who may not be the kind of player that we initially thought maybe he was. It's not a bad player. He's not like, you know, things are falling apart around him. He's just not who we thought we, he's not an Erickson replacement. And I know Austin's going to say the same thing because he pointed it out in our text message. So I'll let him talk mostly about that. But this was a, for me, it just seems like this was a lineup 
of guys who hadn't played together, and they played like a team that hadn't played together against 11 guys who were, I mean, Antwerp threw out their best lineup. These are guys who had played together game in, game out for, you know, who knows how long. Some of these guys are like 34, 35 years old. But we had a team of guys who had never, they'd never played together and they played like it and they got beat. It is what it is. Yeah, I mean, uh, fucking Ben Davies, dude. If if I have one phrase that's saved in my phone anytime I type the F word, like, <laughs> it's, just it's so always straight to that. it goes straight to fucking Ben Davies because of the amount of times I send that in a group message. Austin, what is Ben Davies thinking there in the 29th minute to give up that uh that golden opportunity? I, I I think I think it's not thinking. I, he's a really smart player most of the time, honestly. I mean, you can say a lot of things about him, and Colin, you take every opportunity to say lots of things about him. <laughs> but he's usually a really smart player. I think he just it, – it's it's a situation where as a defender, you, you take you know one touch too many, and it's not out of your feet, and you have a really energetic side, and you're going up against that just pounces, right? And – I think a lot of times, how often do we see the ref give a bailout call there, right? The re- it's so easy for the ref to give a bailout call where, you know, it it's just it's easier to give the foul than not give the foul because you're not you're getting a lot less stick for it. I think sometimes defenders, when their feet don't get sorted, they you know they they play for the foul and it wasn't given. Um, I don't think it was a foul. I think it was just poor play by Davies. But I mean, Antwerp deserved a goal. I I hate the way it came and I hate that it came by a way of a Ben Davies error like that. Um, but they deserved a goal. They were they were attacking really well, uh, especially in that first half. Their their Japanese right wing back was having his, his way down that right side. And and, and and to to Chris's point about the team in general, there was a lot there was a lack of cohesion. And I think a lot of that's because the way we play on Arino is that our our fullbacks have to connect with the mid, center mids in order to then connect with the wingers, right? And Aurier, who had looked brilliant before that match, wasn't connecting with Lacelso in midfield and wasn't connecting with Bale. So there was no triangle on that side. Regulon was struggling to connect with um, with Delhi or with Winks and then connect with, with Bergwijn on the left. So we had no width, really no effective width, because there was just no cohesion between those players. And then Delhi was making great runs, but the only ways that we were attacking well was a long ball up to Venetius, who did a brilliant job three different times. He just mm-hmm. chests the ball into somebody's path, twice into Delhi's path, and we were through on goal, and we just made a bad decision. But we had no cohesion through the midfield. And I think a lot of that's because Lo Celso's not 100% fit yet. Um, Mourinho's talked about this recently that Lo Celso's still trying to get back to full fitness and the reason you're not seeing him and Dombele uh, uh, together in the midfield is because they're not both 100% fit and we really lacked Delhi gets forward he's not someone to, to, to really get involved in the link up play too often unless he really you know pulls off some great move Lo Celso was our guy to link up the play and he just wasn't fully fit I don't think he was really ready for the level of energy Antwerp were throwing us. And so our midfield was disconnected and we had no way to connect things together. And then you got Ben Davies in the back there who is, you know, captain us previously. I think he's just trying to do too much. I think, I think that's all it is in the ball there. I didn't play. You guys both played the game at a competitive level, but that screamed to me, like when I watched basketball or, or football players who were trying to do too much because they could tell their team was struggling 
and then it backfires. So really long-winded response and also getting back to Chris's comments. Sorry, right? I did the same I, thing. So I, I, uh, <laughs> I, I took your question and I did what, what politicians do in a debate con. I took your question and I and I used it as an opportunity to answer a different question, but then I kind of <laughs> came back at the end just enough to make it seem like I actually gave a shit about the question you asked. But yeah. So can we all just agree that I like – I think we talked about in the group, Vinicius, like his hold-up play – Brilliant. is absolutely on point that dude like i i thought it was really really harsh to sub him off yeah so that, 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 that kind of leads me where i wanted to go next is talking about those halftime subs i mean you're pulling off your front uh your front four or three of the front three yeah they came off i came off later yeah 10 minutes later for kane so you pulled off three of your front four I don't think Vinicius should have been pulled off. I think you can, and it's, honestly, I didn't really respond to your your Delhi statements earlier. I don't think Delhi played that bad either. I think the whole first half, the whole team was just shit. Exactly. Um, Delhi's so, positioning was great. He's just yeah, he, bad he looks he looks like he lacks confidence. Well, of course he lacks fucking confidence. He's not getting any playing time. There's he's rumors rusty. about he's <laughs> rusty. There's rumors about him going elsewhere. He's a kid. He's 24 years old. Yeah, of course yeah. he lacks fucking confidence. So is he? He put the effort in. That's the the thing that I'm seeing now. Like when I when I see Ndombele play now, he's all over the pitch. He doesn't look like Fat Ndombele from last year. You he know, put the pasta down. He is he's putting <laughs> work in. And so and I think so. What I saw on Thursday from Delhi was he was he put the effort in. So granted, was it good? No, but no one else was. Um, those halftime subs taking four people off. Chris was that was that the move or was uh, Mourinho? Probably just really frustrated and and, and kind of ra- rationally chose to uh, essentially use all the substitutions at halftime. A uh, little both. I think it was the rationale of I've put out a team that has as of guys who haven't played together, and so I'm everything's disconnected and disjointed. And maybe if I throw in some guys who have played together, I can fix that really quickly, and and change this. And I think he maybe there was a certain level of disappointment in it and like an emotional aspect, but I, okay, here's my thing. After the game, Jose Mourinho says to um, a certain member of the media, and I can't remember who asked him about it. There's certain players you keep asking me when they're going to play or why they don't play. And maybe now you won't ask. I have some time. Like, uh, I don't think he was talking about Deli Ali. There was a, a whole lot of people who were like, see, that's why it's it's Deli. He took him off because he was tired of watching him play and lazily run about the field. We all know Deli wasn't doing that. I think it was Irvine, right? Is that... I think he was talking about Lacelso. People were oh. asking why Lacelso's not starting. Why is Lacelso yeah, coming? He wasn't off fit. He's not fit. Maybe you oh. won't ask me now. You've seen him run around till he was dead tired, and I had to pull him. Yeah. So I think he was I thought it was also. I, I thought it could have been about CVB too. I think a lot of people are asking why he is not getting more appearances and like, about he, Lucas. like instead of but Lucas, right? I just but don't think it was a really direct reference doing, to Delhi. I, I don't agree. Think I don't right. think it was just Delhi. I well, think and then we saw people are going to read into that because there's a lot of speculation around Delhi right now. But you can't just re- read into everything. Given, given well, what we, we know about Delhi, I think he's a more vocal person than. Sitting on the bench and just smiling and not saying anything, and I think Jose is the kind of guy who would have already again singled him out as I've got problems with Delhi, and you guys know about them, and we're getting into them and fixing them. But like I think the two of them would have 
spoken up more if it was if that was the issue, if it was a Mourinho and Delhi thing, and neither one of them seems to be there. So I'm kind of wondering if this is a situation where Mourinho has just sat him down and said, look, I don't know where to put you. I keep trying, and I'm going to keep plugging you in places where I can, but at the same time, we have to keep winning. So I can't just throw you out there every game and just say, go do your thing. I've got to throw guys who are in form. Yeah. Well, you know, Colin, I know you want to talk about this too. I think this is a great time to 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 breach this subject. Is you know, while we're on the subject of Los Celsos, wh- where does our midfield fit together, right? Because Los Celso looked decent today uh, when he came on, at least with his energy levels. But who is that other number? It's clear now, to me at least, and I'll preface this when I ask you guys this. It's clear to me now that Jose's not playing a a midfield three where it's one deep and two forward like Pep Guardiola. He's more of a two holding deep with someone else moving for, further forward. Because that's how Anomaly has been playing. I don't so, know. So, so is Lo Celso useful that deep? Because I don't think so. You know? Where where do our midfield pieces fit together? Because Lo Celso and Winks looked horrible together in Antwerp. And I'm not hating on them. I just think it was a bad pairing. Yeah. Yeah. I, so he goes back you wanna, and forth. Do you want to go? Okay, you go first, Chris. I have All something right. I want to say on that. <laughs> okay. I think he goes back and forth, and I think he's looking for that fluid midfield where at times it's two players sitting deep and then one getting forward, i.e. the Winks, LaCelso, Deli Ali midfield three where Deli stays forward. LaCelso is the box-to-box guy. Winks is the deep player who stays back. But, you know, when you're trying to come back and and have everybody set up the defensive front, it's Winks and LaCelso whose responsibility it is to come back. I've noticed that, and you were talking about it earlier, when Serge could not connect up with LaCelso and, and Bale the way that he has in other circumstances, like with uh, Lucas, um, LaCelso, though he is the kind of player who tracks all over the field when he's healthy, he doesn't always track back to cover that right, right, right back spot the way like Sizoko does or the way Hoybier does. Hoybier, have you watched him even today? Sometimes he looks like he's a right back. Sometimes he looks like he's a left back. Occasionally he looks like he's a center back. Um, LaCelso doesn't go that deep. He comes back and then he his job is to pick it up and, and transition forward. And I think Mourinho is trying to build fluidity between having a midfield three where two people sit deep and one gets forward, and then times when, depending on how we're playing, it swings around and it's one deep and two more forward so that we can get attacked. And I think that's what he's trying to do. But without um Again, without a level of cohesion and understanding between the players, which obviously was not there against Antwerp, and I think was not there again today, it it doesn't come off the way that he wants it to, and he's still just trying to work it out. Yeah. If any of that makes sense. <laughs> uh, Mourinho uh, said today after the game that uh, someone asked him about LaCelso's fitness, I think. Uh, and he said... Uh, he missed the end of last season and preseason. He needs to get fitter. You could see when he played in the center on Thursday. Needs fitness. Can he and Tangy play together? Yes, but they both need to be fitter for that to happen. So I think it is. I think once Los Celso's, I think the one thing I do know about that is that those three in that midfield, it's Hoiberg 
and Ndombele, and then the other position is up for grabs. I don't think you're taking Ndombele off for, for Lo Celso, even if he's fit. I mean, Ndombele is playing nope. great right now. He didn't have a great game today, but once again, we didn't really play that well today. He didn't do anything terrible. It was just kind of, we'll get into that later. But I don't think that, I think the third position is up for grabs, and it's probably between Sissoko and Lo Celso. Um, and I think it, it could vary, like what Chris was just saying, where do we need more of a, a defensive mentality for Sissoko so he can cover, or where do we need some more strength in midfield, or where do we need that uh, the playmaker to, to break down a, uh, you know, hit that incisive pass against a team like Burnley sitting 10 behind the ball. What do you think, Austin? Well, you know, I've been saying this since preseason, and I've been I've been yelled at on on our coys about this, um, but I've had some I've had some people agree with me as well. Is that if you look at our depth in the midfield, most people would say Winks is Hoy Bears like understudy at this point, right? Um, and and that makes a lot of sense. Sissoko and Lucelso play the same role; they're just slightly different style players. They both carry the ball forward. They're both athletic, strong, big guys who can win headers and are and challenge physically for balls and will bring it forward on the dribble. And Dombele is more of the attacking creative player uh, that that you need in there. And, and I think Delhi is his rotation. Lo Celso and Dombele are not players that rotate for the same role or the same style. Lo Celso's closest competition is Sissoko for, for sure. And Sissoko has been fit, so he's been playing, yeah. but in matches like today, we didn't need Sissoko to dribble at Brighton. We needed someone to link up the play with the ability to, to dribble or pass and link up play. And that's what Los Celso did great in the back end of last season, but he's just not fit yet. So we have two different players there in that role of ball carrier and ball progressor to get the ball up to Ndombele, to get the ball out to the wings. But Los Celso's just not fit yet. And so against teams like Manchester United, we, we ran that same front, that same midfield three that we did today against against Brighton, and it worked great. But Brighton are a completely different side than Man United. So I think it's he doesn't have all the options in the midfield available, but I think there's six players for three spots and they each have they each have rotation. And I think it's gonna work once we have everyone fit and ready to go. Um, All right, I'm a, I'm a terrible host. We've gotten way off track. We were in the middle of discussing uh, this this game in Belgium in the second half, and we got talking about Lo Celso and Ndombele uh, in our midfield do. three. Because so, I don't want to talk about Antwerp let's anymore. Let's just finish this Antwerp game. There was really nothing to – other than the Davies blunder, we didn't really have any great chances. I think we had two shots on target. Um, on, I was actually – like as you said that, I was clicking away from our our game stats. Uh, we had, had two shots on target. Fi- yeah, two shots, but 15 shots total, two shots yeah. on target, 57% possession. Um, we were but, somewhat accurate with passing. It's just it's, disjointed. It's, it's just are, disjointed are just from back to front. Up to, chalk this up to like a one-off. One, I think it we know what will happen again. Is this group is this group in danger right now, Austin? No. no, I'm not going to say it's in danger, and I'm not going to go that the, the cliche of Marino won't happen again, but it was a classic trap game, right? We played late Monday night, early Thursday, in the first round of games on Thursday, and we had to travel abroad to a team who's crazy in form right now. It was always going to be a trap game, and if we didn't show up with crazy energy levels, it was always going to be one of these types of games. 
And it still ended on 1-0 because of a Davies error. Like, it's not like we got blown out. I think people are making too big of a mis- uh, of a thing. These types of results happen even in Europa League. Yeah, it, it could have been 2 No one walks zero. their group. No one, no one walks the entire competition, right? You're going to have a handful of results in a European campaign, right? It could have been worse, but it wasn't. At the end of the day, it wasn't. Yeah. So it was a trap game. We had very little turnaround, and we had to travel, and... You know, we had to rotate the team and a lot of things. It was set up to be one of these classic trap games, and we got trapped. And I think we just move on, and I think we did. Yeah. Uh, Chris, um, who's to blame for this loss? All I can say is um, this uh, 3-5-2 way that uh, Antwerp were set up and the way that Brighton were set up are remarkably similar. And I think a lot of teams are game planning around playing Spurs in that way, in a way that they can sit back and have five guys sitting deep, three in the midfield. And they're they're basically looking to park the bus on us everywhere we go and hope that we can't break them down. That's just yeah. kind and of what and, and they And they, both, both Brighton and Antwerp had a really, really, really strong fullbacks that got at the pitch quickly and were good in possession too. So. Well, Chris, it's interesting you say that because – I've found for years now that 3-5-2 formation is really, really strong. The 3-4-3, 3-5-2 are strong against teams that play a 4-2-3-1. That's how Leicester and Chelsea, back-to-back years, won the league with a back three formation, right? And I don't know why Jose in the past couple of weeks has pushed that third midfielder in Nanomble further forward in more of a traditional 4-2-3, traditional, but the 4-2-3-1 type. <laughs> where we leave those two midfielders in a double pivot and they're outnumbered. And so I think that's something he's going he's gonna to be looking at because if when we go up against teams that play the back three, if we don't have a midfield triangle, tight midfield grouping, we are in trouble. And it's not like that Brighton sat back against us the whole game. It's not like Antwerp sat back against us the whole game. Most of the game, it felt like we were the ones defending. Yeah, so, yeah we were. Also, um, I just want to point out that uh, on the bench for the game against Antwerp, and I think this is crucial because I think this is where he was leaning or hoping this game would go. We also had Jack Clark, Harvey White, and Dennis Serkin on the bench. And I think that's kind of a sign that he was hoping this would be one of those games where we go in, we handle business, I can run out my my young guys and get them some minutes. Because I don't remember Dennis Serkin being on the bench for some of the other games. And I don't know if Harvey White had been on the bench before. I know Jack Clark yeah. has been there, but I, I didn't remember the two of them being on the Europa League bench shout. previously. That's a good shout. Let's just say that um, this is this should be the only loss of this group. It should yeah. be. It, it's I mean it, it's unacceptable. Th- no matter this how you this will have lit in a fire under Mourinho to know that he can't take any. He he he, he kind of got lazy. He thought maybe he could get away with it. I think. Um, and he picked a, a great. He picked a team that should have won. Right. On paper, they should have won, but yeah. he also probably knew that he was trying to get away with resting some players. Well, yeah. and 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 to be fair, if we if we if we beat Ludogratz two times in a row here, we get Antwerp in the in match day uh, five, and the group will probably be up for grabs in that one game. Whoever wins that game will probably win the group. So the group is still in our hands if we if we go and take care of business. So it's yeah. not the end of the world. It's it's a group stage match. It's it's fine. I think. I mean, it's not fine, but. I, I'm not. I'm not losing sleep over it. I didn't on Thursday night either. So, okay. one last Good. thing on this game, and then we can move on to better, bigger, and better topics. Ben Davies before that game played great at left center back, and he was just fine. He came into this one. He made one 
egregious error in, in overplaying a ball. He wasn't bad for the rest of the game. It's not as if it was the end of the world. And we paid for it. But uh, we still should have had enough on the field to, to take out Antwerp. And we just... These players looked like they just weren't up for it. it Get ready to see is. Davies back at left center back. Yeah, I'll you're going to see him there again. So it is what it is. Colin, just uh, fucking deal uh, with it, dude. Just deal with it. I'll be busy Thursday. Unless uh, Rodon turns out to be like a master class at left center back. He's well, not Rodon taking... can't play in Europe. He's not, not registered. Yeah, and he's not. Yeah, he can't really play in the group. So Not know, until you're... January. Ben Davies is your European left center back. Yep. Just learn to live with it, Colin. Gareth Bale. <laughs> winner, winner, Gareth chicken dinner. Bale. Why are we talking about Ben Davies when we have Gareth Bale on our team? I mean, scoring, scoring, Welsh. scoring winners in the 73rd minute. Three minutes after coming on. What a game. Actually, it was a terrible game. It was awful. It's, it was it's awful. Been, uh, it's been it seven. Been... It's been seven and almost a half years since Gareth Bale won us a game. With with a goal and it was his last goal for the club against against uh, Sunderland final match yeah. day 2013 that was a little bit better of a goal I mean, it was a belter from 30 yards but oh my god it felt so good yeah, I mean there was really nothing at all that kind of sexual the way I just said that I, I apologize but at the same time I don't apologize no 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 it's 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 perfectly fine to to address Gareth Bale in that way yeah. So. <laughs> yeah, we'll allow it today. Um, so we lined up, I think, the same lineup that we went against United, right? Except for Ari and Daridi switched out. Yeah. Or, and no, Sanchez. San, Sanchez was. Uh, Sanchez. Playing. Sanchez. Sanchez <laughs> was playing uh, for Toby that game yeah. because the right uh, he side gave, of the he gave, he gave he gave the penalty. Um, so yeah, pretty similar lineup. So I think this is not a too much of a surprise right chris i mean you see kane lamella and sunny so i guess the only shock you would say is lamella's uh kind of over uh over lucas over bale over bergvine he's kind of solidified that spot if bell's not 100 percent fit yeah i'm not shocked by seeing eric lamella start anymore because i think jose thinks that highly of him we all know he's a really good player he's very skillful he's this is the first time we've seen him fit like 100% in a very long time um i definitely think as far as being a linking player and his passing and his just overall just skill level um he offers more for me than lucas does on that in that position so I would rather have him there than than Lucas at times. I I I hate to go back to that last game, but that was the game to have Lucas and Vinicius play against Antwerp. That was the game to have them as their partnership again and keep that going. And that's all. I will leave that in the past. Um, I was not really surprised by this lineup. I was happy to see it. I thought it was a good lineup, and um, I was just more upset by. The lack of uh, result from it, I guess, is the best way to put it. Yeah. Um, Austin, any glaring, uh, anything you want to talk about in this lineup? I think on the bench or 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 starters. Yeah, I think if if Mourinho had his druthers, you know, if if Celso was 100% fit, this is the type of match where that same exact lineup of Celso for Soko. Would have made all the difference because they only Lamella and Lo Celso were only on the pitch for about ten minutes together. 
but Lamella looked so much more effective in those ten minutes. That's when he had that shot come off the, the post, come off yeah. the post, because they immediately started linking up together. And and I didn't think Sissoko played bad. He was all over the place. I think defensively he shielded really well, but he just wasn't linking the play very well. And Lamella was pretty absent. Him and Son, both of our wingers today, for the middle sixty minutes of that match. Had Might no as well service, not have been there. and yeah, I mean they were they were passengers, and but at least with Lamella, you always get like some crazy side tackles and some 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 effort on the defensive side. Not to say that, that Sun ever doesn't give effort, but Lamella is always going to track back. But we had no service because our midfield was not linking to our attack well at all. And against Brighton, I think having a fit Lacelso for Sissoko in there today would have made all the difference because we, we came out with all the energy in the world um, and we were on the front foot um, and Ndombele was all over the place, but Ndombele also to get the best out of him, I think he needs the right combination paired with him too. And this is going to be something I, I, I've already talked about this. So I don't want to harp on it too much, but Mourinho's going to have to keep playing with when is Sissoko the right choice? When is Lacelso the right choice? Like, which type of team are we playing against? And it's kind of some alchemy there, right? And he's he's still kind of chopping and changing and trying to get a feel for that. But Lacelso's not 100% fit, so his, his, his choices are a little bit constrained. But the, the lineup looked good on paper, but that middle 60 minutes of that match, we looked devoid we, uh, of, of any ability to link. It wasn't like Thursday where we were disjointed. So we couldn't link our defense to attack. We just, we had nothing in the middle of the pitch to really, Brighton really stymied us and played really great. And you got to give them credit. Brighton, Brighton played great. Yeah. <laughs> just that. That's it. Just yeah. Brighton played great. That's how you they, leave it. Well, they, they had a great game. They, they a, did have they a great played game. played really, really well. And they picked the right team to play up against us. They sat back and they let that's us. A, that's a team that hasn't been rotated. It's a team that for them they usually, that's that's their that's their, they they were missing a striker they didn't chemistry have a, the chemistry there was great yeah they didn't have yeah. was it Mope? oh and and Adam Lallana looked like a man possessed for like the most that first half like dude he, can, can he you gave us, he gave us a penalty can you well yeah but his feet I mean on the attacking side he also looked yeah, yeah, incredible yeah. he really should have produced a goal yeah, um, I mean no one forget that he was at Liverpool you know two two years ago starting two three years ago yeah so I mean. He's still quality. I think that's the thing. And Lamptey. Freaking Lamptey played out of his mind today. <laughs> Tariq Lamptey, can we buy him in January, please? No. Like, talk about a right back we should have went after. He only cost $4 million from – I guess Chelsea would have never sold to us, but – No. Yeah. God, that kid looked amazing, didn't he? He's a kid, all right, dude. He looked young. Well, uh, he's 20, but I, until I see a birth certificate, he's 14. Yeah. He, he so, definitely gives problems up the uh, up our left-hand side. Uh, yeah, Chris, go ahead. So the way I'm looking at, and I'm looking at the uh, like the way Google has the lineup set up. Whenever I look at the uh, the pre-match stuff, they have um, Brighton set up in a three-five-one-one, and I remember seeing that before. And as soon as I saw that, I was like, okay, they've been game planning. This is this is they are planning on sitting deep and hoping and praying that we don't break them down and. That seems to be the way that I think we're going to see a lot of teams try and set up against us. Shy of like, you know, the cities in Liverpool aren't going to sit back and defend. They're going to come at you and try and attack. But the the smaller teams are, are going to set up like this against us and hope that we 
that they get that Tottenham error and that they're able to capitalize on it. And I, we gave them one, this one. I, <laughs> well, I guess we didn't give them one, the, the official. Game. Yeah, Austin, go ahead. Talk to me about your favorite, uh, your best friend, VAR. Well, what makes it so freaking upsetting and disappointing is that VAR worked exactly the way it was supposed to fucking work, right? The ref made a bad call. They told him, hey, we're looking at it. We can't really tell. Can you go over to the monitor and take a look for yourself? He goes and looks at it for 70 goddamn seconds, staring <laughs> at two angles. And he's like, nah, I'm not gonna overrule myself. I'm I, I'm a good boy. I, I do I do a good job. Like I'm like he he literally made a bigger mistake to cover up his small mistake when he could have just said, yeah, my bad, I missed it somehow from three feet away when I'm staring right at it, right? He just didn't want. And he told Kane, you could see when he walked away, Kane was like, what? He's like, he got a nick on the ball. It doesn't matter. He went over the top of the ball. You can still foul somebody if you nick yeah. the ball. It was it a clear the – there's literally not been a single person that has tried that – has, that I've seen on social media or on regular media or whatever that has tried to d- defend that bad call. And that's exactly the way VAR is so set up is to, for that exact situation. And Graham Scott was just like, nah, not today. Nope. <laughs> I'm good. Like, yeah, I mean that was bad. I mean the commentators, were, the commentators were like drilling him for a solid five yeah. minutes after that too. I, it was just like surely this will be called. Surely this will be yeah. called. Well, back and, 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 well, and they're like he's just staring at himself in two different angles. <laughs> like what is he? <laughs> was he just having fun? He's checking himself out? Like besides Graham Scott, I would like to go back to what Chris just said because I think that was a brilliant point, Chris, about the three-five-one. Um, you know when they play three center backs. They really have a way of of moving against our back line or our, our front three, right? And kind of shifting and keeping them occupied, keeping those spaces occupied. Um, but where did the goal come from, right? You know, the bail goal come from that ball from Toby, which was a brilliant ball. It exploited the space to the right of their of their third center back and behind the wing back. And that little yeah. space, that little pocket of space where we couldn't unlock that that pass the entire match. And finally, Toby Alderweireld, one of our best long passers in the team, perfectly unlocked that space. Because the back three is shifting left to right. Yeah. Right? When we have the ball on the left side, they shift left yeah. and force you to hit that big cross, that big cross field switch. And it's on, but you have to hit it. And that's where the goal came from. And once we unlocked that, I mean, that was a really bad, poor, poor, poor marking. How do you leave Bale three yards unmarked in the middle of the box, like on this on the penalty spot, basically? But to me, Jose is going to have to work that out. I think this is like three matches in a row we've seen like a back three really stymies our attack. You know, they're going to they're going to pack the midfield and then give you three center backs and go one on one with each of our three attackers. So how are we going to exploit that space? And I think Toby gave him a perfect tape on this is how you do it. They're going to sit back. We, you got to play me in center back because Sanchez doesn't hit that ball. No, Sanchez, Sanchez that no. Dyer could hit that pass maybe, but he's playing on the left. Toby's yeah. arguably the only person on our team that could hit that ball. So um, I think attacking-wise, if we're going to break them down, we're, you have to do it with the pass. You're not going to dribble into a brick wall, right? You have to be able to have people that can hit those cross-field switches and, and catch them in the spaces that they're choosing not to occupy. Correct me if I'm wrong, but didn't we have one of our best seasons playing that exact style offense where our center backs would ping balls up front for 
Delhi making a slanted run across. Yeah, 16, and, 17, 15, it's 16, 17. And, we played at the back three a lot of times that season too. And we get a lot of those weird cross, like those crossing balls and somebody making a run straight into the box and boom. I mean, I, I, th- I want to say we beat Liverpool like four to one that season. <laughs> yeah, that was when Van uh, Lovering got pulled off before halftime. Well, I think you guys are mixing them because that was the next season. But in the 16, 17 season, Delhi scored a lot of goals. Um, just, crossing just, ball, yeah. Yeah, from those balls, uh, Toby and Dyer hitting balls just right down the channel, and um, we played at the back three a lot that season because Wanyama was a freaking beast in midfield with it when we had a back three, um, and the back three might be coming back in vogue. Who knows? Um, you know, it won the league two years in a row, not too long ago. Leicester, yeah. Leicester, and uh, and Chelsea won with the back three, right? Oh. Good lord, when we have the center backs for it. How many center backs do we have in the, we have six center backs in the team now, right now, don't we? I don't know. If you're counting Ben Davies, Colin's favorite defender. Oh yeah, that's true. You throw Davies in there, we got six. Yeah. That was <laughs> a uh first of all, Ben Davies <laughs> is never gonna make it as a center back uh in the Premier League, unless we have a mad injuries. Uh, I think Roden would be ahead of him if we if we and had Colin's to. trying to bait bait out another bet. I don't know how we would even <laughs> measure that. And what metrics we have we'd put on that? Massive injuries at center back. <laughs> have, the only center backs we'd have available would have to be two, and Davies is not one of them, and he gets chosen over the other center back. That's too Mourinho, much. Mourinho likes Davies, so he does. He does. Oh, that's let's, a lot. That's a lot of fire to be thrown at someone that wore the caption. Just saying, just love there. Yeah, yeah. Let's just let's talk about Bale. Okay. Cool. What did that goal mean to to just? His confidence, the team. Vamos. Awesome. He said he screamed vamos. I think that's awesome. But I just yeah. want to talk about that real quick. I know I think it's because he was saying it to Reggie, right? But what that goal means to him, oh, it's everything. I mean, you see the uh, you see the the interview after the match, and he kind of he, he tried to give you the coach and athlete speak, right, to not get too ahead of himself. But I think that's a big monkey off his back because he's played in a handful of cameos. He's had like one or two starts. He had a chance to wrap up the West Ham match, and it and it went wide. That goal means everything, to, especially for it to be a winner, because that's where he made his bones at Tottenham, right? It wasn't just scoring goals. It was scoring winning goals, right? Yeah. He was the match winner. He was the talisman. He was the guy that took the, scruff by the, the game by the scruff of the neck, as they as I like to say in England. And no matter how bad our performance was under AVB, it happened a lot. Our performances were horrible, but he would say, all right, I'm just going to go win the game now. And that's he was playing in the center forward role. You look at that goal. Kane is out wide right on the wing. Yeah, yeah. Bale is playing as a center forward. He said, "I'm the number nine. So Kane came, 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 came back to get possession. Right, right, right. And that's fine. That's fine. We can talk about the movie. That's fine. But I think it's just really telling that Bale in the center of the box, scoring with a head, with his head of all things. Beautiful header. Yeah. I mean, it means everything to him. It was a great finish. It was. uh, He better. he, He. after that miss at West uh, against West Ham, I think this was he, if he misses this one, then I think you see the confidence starting to dip. But well, uh, that's a little I, harsh because his his magical feet even gave him a chance to to get a shot off against West Ham. I mean, he he weaved yeah. him out two or three defenders. Yeah, 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 yeah. And it was nothing. Yeah, but he, he, he really hasn't done that since. If you he I, he just I don't know if it's the match fitness that Chris talks about, like him not being fully fit, or if the pace is disjointed Europa League sides. The, his, the pace his pace is, is a little off. off. His pace is off. Uh, off, I mean, not coming back. Yeah, no, I think you he, have to I don't remember. Think he, I, I don't think you've seen him really wanting to let it 
let it go, so to speak. You know what I mean? Like, like letting like the engine back run. So it doesn't hurt his. Yeah, I think he's. I think he's. I think he knows he's not fully fit. I think he's not yeah. fully fit, and so he he's... he knows he's not going to completely let the lead out, you know, and put the pedal to the metal because he doesn't want to damage something. I think as soon as you see him have confidence in his fitness, you'll see that pace come back. What did I say? You're not going to see this high flying Gareth Bale until. It's going to take some time. This And uh, not only that, it's not the same guy that left seven years ago. Oh, yeah, this yeah. is a, a completely different player oh, that's coming back. But at the same time, even um, – and I want to say I think this was against Antwerp that he did this. But there were some times where you get those fits and starts, those little flashes, where he does something that is Bale-esque. Um, times when he maybe makes a little flick with the side of his foot to, to lay a ball off or – I think it was against Antwerp where he took the ball with his back turned to goal and he flicked it around a player and he flicks it to his right but cuts to his left and then beats him with pace. And that's the kind of bail that we're all hoping to see. And even Jose Mourinho said it today in his, his post-match, just he's not 100%. And we're going to get better him there. and better, though. Every every training session, every match, he's getting closer and closer, and his confidence is growing. But there's no – I mean, to get a goal today and to get a match-winning goal today had to have been huge because he's they, – they, all they do is talk about how his, uh, his whole demeanor has changed since coming back to Spurs. I mean, Reggie said just the bail that he saw on the plane – to Tottenham was a completely different person from what he was running to in Madrid. He had to have been completely like, yeah, he's probably holding back. Like a, he looked kind of giddy in his interview. And then post match, I, I imagine when he hit the locker room, it was a whole nother thing, like a whole nother celebration in there. Like it's, it had to be huge for him. Well, honest. and I think, I think the, the style of the goal is important, right? Cause it didn't come from pure athleticism. It came from stuff that hasn't gone away. Right. right. It came from his positioning. He was perfectly positioned. He lost his marker. He drills the header, which is it was it was not an easy header. It wasn't a crazy difficult one, but that sort of stuff shows that not only is his focus there, his mentality is there, but his positioning and his and his and all the things he's learned at Madrid. He's a better footballer now than he was in 2013 when he left us. People where forget he, that he's where learned. Where he put that so ball, much. he placed that. Where he yeah. put that ball for that goal, that was placed. He that never did not... that. Back with Spurs when he was 21, 22 years old, he couldn't have scored. He wouldn't have. He may not have scored that goal. Um, he wouldn't have found himself in that position probably. Um, he's a better footballer all around now than he was when he left us, and people are forgetting that because they have these images of these lung-busting 90-yard runs, right? That's probably never coming back. But can he beat a player over 20 yards? Probably. Absolutely. <laughs> I'm, you know just, I mean? uh, I'm waiting for the 30 said, yard belt. Probably. I know he can do that. <laughs> well, depending who it, he said, it is. You know what I mean? He's not the fastest player in the probably. league. But, but he's, he's still absolutely fast. And I would say he's probably still pa- faster than most players in the Premier League. Well, not okay. all. Look but, how Jamie Vardy's playing now. Jamie Vardy knows he doesn't have the same uh, endurance, but. He holds it back and he lets it go for a 30, 40 yard per- burst of pace, and he yeah. still can toast motherfuckers at 34, 34, however Jamie old Jamie Vardy is. Party, always, dude. Yeah, uh, always. Just here's Red Bull. Here's something I want to ask you guys. Um, at the Gareth Bell's post match comment um, saying, you know, it was a great feeling. I just wanted to come on and help the team. 
Um, he gave credit to Sergio. Um, said it was made a joke about it, it being his right foot. Uh, and then he says, it was massive for me to make my mark, but I am a team player. The most important is the collective. Um, is that kind of what this team needs these this team needs to see as a superstar like Gareth Bale saying it's for the team it's not a, I mean yeah he could he could have taken all the credit right it's, it's Gareth Bale's return to Tottenham it's his first goal uh, or is that kind of Mourinho injecting this is this the new mentality in this um, this locker room Austin yeah no that's exactly well regardless of how authentic it is or not we'll never know right we're not in Gareth Bale's head but that's what the team needs to hear right that's what his teammates need to hear in that post-match interview is this is a guy that's made more money playing soccer than any of them. And any of them not named Harry Kane will probably ever make. Um, and probably even Harry Kane won't ever make the money that Gareth Bale's making. This is a guy that has a, that has a superstar and has achieved all the things that all of them want to achieve. He's a, he's a fully fledged superstar. And he's talking about the team. He's not talking about himself. He's talking about the team. And, People are going to discount that, right? Because they're going to be like, well, that's what you're supposed to say. That's what they teach you to say. But he doesn't have to, right? He could, he, he didn't even have to he, – he could talk about himself without being boastful. But he quickly pivoted it to the – we want the – you know, we, the team is more important than myself. You yeah. know, and he, he even got asked a question, I think, uh, Colin, as well, about, you know, where could this team be heading? And he was quick to say, well, we're not going to get too far ahead of ourselves, but why why can't we – you know, achieve great things. I don't remember exactly what he said, and you tempered it, right? But you can tell Bale's got a glint in his eye. He's like, I'm a different player than I was when I was at Tottenham the first time, and Tottenham's a different club than when I left. I think Bale's going to have his eye on to do something special and not just settle for fourth. Yeah. Well, I think I think everyone that everyone on that team, that locker room, wants to win. No one's going like, ah, like mm. And I don't think I think like eh, maybe we'll maybe I'll try today. They might do a little something. And if they are, it's the Delhi Alley who's not getting any playing time right now. So I think that this is a mentality thing um, that Mourinho has kind of pushed into this uh, this group of players' head in the past twelve months. Uh, Chris, did you see what, what uh, Mourinho said about um, after, when, being interviewed about Gareth Bell? How he said, uh, "When I have five minutes, I'm going to safari." to look at Madrid websites to see what they say about Bale. <laughs> yeah, a little bit of a little bit of the shade thrown. Um, <laughs> it's, that's classic Mourinho. It's just, I uh, do we know if if this was something that Mourinho even pushed, or was he just like kind of? Or the, hey. the Bale signing, or the Bale? Yeah, club? where it just kind of got dropped. Like ah. Levy calls him, was like, "Hey, I have a chance to sign Gareth Bale. You think this is?" Like, I don't think anyone's gonna say no to that. Yeah, no. I think it's more of like, like, like he texted, he texted, like Mourinho texted him, like, "Hey, how's it going with Reggie? That's eh, pretty good. I think we might be able to get bail too. You in?" Mourinho's like, "Fuck yeah, bring yeah. him on. <laughs> Do that. Let's let's have that. Somebody sit in the bench. I don't fucking care who it is. Um, I, I imagine it, he just likes throwing shade at at. at plus, we kind of do want to know how what they're thinking is because. I mean, we don't want them recalling him or some crazy scenario like that or canceling the second year option or something on his loan, um, particularly if this goes well. And a lot of that has to do with how their fans will react to how well he's playing for us. Um, but they could just also just be talking shit about, well, now he goes over there and scores and he's probably off to the golf course right after this, which he 
very well might be. The majority of these that I've been reading are not. They're like, oh, it's nice he scored a goal. Whatever. They really, we don't, don't, they really don't care about him. They They've really on. don't want this guy. Um, no, and he's super don't. happy to be with us. So. I, like, I, Spoiled as long as he's here, children. get him fit. Let's keep getting him these Europa League runouts to the point where eventually he's not Europa League. He's Premier League. I think in the same conference, um, Jose said just he doesn't have – 90 Premier League minutes in him. It's just not there. Was let's this the, the run out and was, let's see what he does. Was this the first time we've seen the Bell Kane and Sun Trio? No, in his first sub sub appearance, it was like three minutes. I was him. But yeah, there was like three minutes before Sun came off, I think. But okay. Um. Well, this is the first time we see them. We saw them score a goal and celebrate yeah. together. And how cool is that? How cool is it to see Kane and Bale celebrating? A goal? I also would like to say, <laughs> is this FIFA? Are we playing FIFA? So many weird things. One, Bale coming on for Lamella, the guy who was bought to replace him. That's weird. Two, Reggie has been very vocal about when he was a, at the Madrid Academy, Bale was his super was his was his hero, right? And, he, and his first picture he got to take with Bale after Bale was bought by Real Madrid. Like there's a picture of him. Reggie looks like ten, but he I guess he's fourteen yeah, or fifteen. Yeah. And he gets to assist Bale's first goal back, right? I mean that's I mean I can't even imagine what's going through Regulon's head. Um, and then seeing, a rager tonight, seeing 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 so right jump onto Kane or onto onto uh, Bale and then Kane joining in, um, I think is great too because I think Kane probably is gonna have like this like friend I, I can see this like frenemies thing going on with Bale right where it's like they have this mutual respect they're all their teammates they love each other in that way but it's like I want to outdo you right like I want to be the superstar. It's just called a friendly competition, not frenemies. Frenemies, friendly, yeah, it's 21 year old girl. Saying. You know I what I'm saying. Yeah. Yeah, 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 it makes sense. Like, there's a superstar coming to the club. He's like, I'm going to prove myself. All right, cool. No, you it's know. just, uh, oh, oh, uh, you know what it's like? You guys have seen, um, oh, God. No, the Marvel movie with Chris Pratt. Fucking Guardians of the Galaxy. Into Guardians of the Galaxy, where Thor is talking to. <laughs> no, yeah. I'm the captain. Yeah, you are. Sure, you are. <laughs> Yeah, sure you are. Chris Pratt's like, all right, you really, really woke me up. I'm gonna get a bow flex. Yeah. All right. Okay. Sure. They keep calling Chris Pratt fat, and while they're looking at Thor, all of a sudden Chris Pratt's fat again. (laughs) Yeah. Um, So, so are you trying to say that Bale is Thor, and in in Chris Pratt that movie is? Scenario. I think it kind of is one of those (laughs) scenarios because he's been here longer, but at the same time. Well, it fits. The analogy fits because in that movie, Thor's missing an eye. Right, he's got short hair. He's not the Thor everyone remembers. Right, I think there's something to go here. You could write a blog about this, Chris. Okay, there's something, there's something and this is my turn to, to pull us back in. We are <laughs> just gonna get past this two-one uh, victory. Not much to talk about after that bell goal. Um, well, they're, play, really they're, well. they're playing. Except they're playing. Just a Lu- shout out to Lewis Lewis Dunk Dunk and Emil Horvath for playing a great game. Hoybeer was definitely mad. Yeah, King got it, I believe, but Oh Budweiser gave it to him. Who gives a fuck what Budweiser thinks? Exactly. What did what did Miller who did Miller give it to? I don't know. Yeah, <laughs> what about Coors Light? Coors Light, man, is not sponsored by any of these people, by the way. So <laughs> But shout out. I will We're I will be, I will drink by any of these people, by the way. I will if drink. send me a, a twelve pack. Okay. Yeah. We will give a shout out to any beer company that wants to send if us a 12 pack. Any beer company that sends me a shitty 12 pack, I'll just shotgun it. I won't. But if they send a good it. one, then I will still shotgun it. 
I mean, I saw you drinking Carbach. Weren't you drinking some Carbach earlier? Well, I think he still is. We're just going to throw out all the names. Whoever wants to send this beer. I got this one. Uh, okay, we'll take that. All right. Nice. Yeah. Mango. Yeah, anyways. Uh, look at you distracting me. Thursday, Ludogrets. Um, back in the Europa League. Third game of the group stage. Um, this is uh, Ludogrets away. Um, it's going to be another early um, kickoff for the day. Uh, as far as where they stand in the group, they are actually last bottom of the group. Um, they are at minus, uh, they're at zero points with a minus two goal differential. They've lost to Lask of Lynx, who we just beat uh, a couple of weeks ago now, 3-0, and they lost 4-3. Um, and we are sitting tied. Uh, no, we're, we're in second. Uh, we're in second. On yeah. goal differential. Um, Austin, what do you know about this Ludogratz team? Nothing. <laughs> yeah. No one knows anything about Ludogratz. I don't. No, nothing. I believe um, they played Arsenal in Europa League like a couple years ago. Uh, their, their name sounds familiar. I, I know that they are the ones that are like the better version of the Bulgarian team that we played in the qualifiers. They have That's played English opposition before. They've lost, but nothing recent. Like, there's nothing of note to go back to Ludogorets and be like, like I'm looking through their roster. Uh, there's no like hidden name on here of some player that's forgotten had has wandered into their squad or something like that it's that's not there yeah um i think, I think this last of links team is is or this was was actually not a bad team and, and ludogratz got pretty manhandled just looking at the stats from that game um last had uh, 22 shots seven on frame ludogratz had eight four on target um last had a red card in the 72nd minute uh so yeah it looked like it looked like it was a close game but um I don't. I'm not too worried about it. I think that Mourinho learned his lesson this last Thursday, um, and he's gonna have to take the the next two very serious to I make sure say, we're in position to win this group and match day five. I will say traveling to Ludogorets and then going straight to West Brom um, up in the Midlands. That's not gonna be fun fun week of travel for the lads. So um, we're at home the next two matches after that, but traveling all the way out to Bulgaria in the middle of COVID spikes. And then going to West Brom, it's not going to be fun. So I mean, we shouldn't we, we shouldn't take these games lightly, but we should absolutely be winning these next two matches. Um, so, but uh, I, I don't think anyone's looking forward to this week well, of airfare. Air yeah, that's like an interesting point because I'm not worried so much about Ludogorets. I'm worried about Spurs. I I'm not worried about Ludogorets coming out and having our this energy levels. Team. I'm right. worried about Spurs coming out and not being up for this game and thinking, well, they're just going to watch us play. And Well, I think well, they have to be up for it because of what happened on Thursday. That's the hope. But how many times have we run into games where we're supposed to be up for it anyway and we still don't? We should have been up for it today, and we weren't. We should have been up for it last time, and we weren't. So I just – that's my concern. I, it's not ludicrous I'm worried about. It's Spurs. Yeah. Well, it's not a life as a Spurs fan. I'm yes. always more worried about our own team than whoever we're playing. Austin, I don't want to talk about any lineups other than who do you think our front three will be. I don't care about defense. I think the defense rotations are pretty meh, not very exciting. They are who they are. Do you uh, want so me to give focus... an answer with reasoning or just the answer? Uh, answer with 30 seconds of reasoning. I want to get past this. I think I think you'll see Bale, Vinicius, Lucas uh, for two main reasons. One, it worked um, against Lask. Two, 
I think the goal for Bale is to have him ready to start in the Premier League against Manchester City on November 21st. So our next match against is against West Brom away. West Brom are horrible. I don't think we're going to risk starting Bale in that match. I think the idea is to get him another sub appearance against West Brom and get him ready for Man City. So getting him a start against Ludogratz gives him a chance to get 50, 60 minutes under his belt and hopefully score some goals. But that front three worked against Lask. So that's what I would think uh, he's going to go back to because we were so disjointed in the last match. We need some sort of cohesion. Chris, what do you think? Front three. Same. Uh, we've we already know Bale's going to start. Um, Mourinho said that today in his post match that he's going to start Bale on Thursday, and then um, yeah, you go back to what worked for you before Vinicius and Lucas, and have Lucas kind of play more of that secondary striker role and and take it from there. And yeah, like you said, the rest of the lineup is pretty boring. It's going to set itself. Yeah, I think uh, Vinicius is definitely getting the start. I think Lucas is probably also definitely going to start not getting seeing any action today. I think Bale would, would be the toss-up, but I can see both of your reasonings and why we should see Bale start on Thursday. Last thing I want to talk about lineups on Thursday is Austin. Will we see Deli Ali in the squad at all? You're, You're muted. muted. <laughs> oh, oh, he'll be in the squad. Um, and this, is that only because there's 12 spots in the yes. rest? Yeah, so he'll be in the squad because there's so many spots on the bench and we're traveling to Ludogratz. If he doesn't travel to Ludogratz, I will continue. I will up my, you know how there's like the, um, this probably isn't the best example, but there's like the, uh, the, the warning colors for like, for like terror levels, right? Like we're on, we're on, we're on code green, code yellow. I would yeah. up it another color in the, the color orange. code, the orange maybe. If really, he really travel. dark red orange. Yeah, because. <laughs> Because if he doesn't get another shot after the team was so bad against Antwerp, which wasn't just him, I think it's going to say a lot about who Mourinho blamed for that game. But I would expect him to be in the squad. All right. Nice. Uh, Predictions. Chris, Thursday's game? Uh, 2-0. Austin, what you got? Uh, 3-1. Three, I'm done one. predicting clean sheets. <laughs> now I'm predicting the clean sheets? That's a very unlike me. Oh, I said I'd predict them until we got one. And we uh, got okay, one. fair enough. Fair point. We did get one. All right, sweet. Let's move straight past this. Uh, let's go to West Brom. Let's go play the baggies. Uh, West Brom are now sitting at uh, 17th in the table, I believe. Uh, they do play tomorrow. Uh, I'm off tomorrow, so I'm going to watch both games tomorrow. Um, but, uh, not, not, they are, they are relegation fodder. Are they not? They are, yeah. they are going to be competing with, uh, a couple other teams to stay afloat in this league. Um, what's, what's his name? Slavin Bilic has the, is, is the manager there. Um, he, they have some, they have some flashy players and, you know, what's his name? Um, Austin, what's that striker's name? What? What striker? <laughs> Charlie Austin. Charlie Austin plays for West Brom. Charlie Austin, that's the guy. Charlie right? Austin plays for West Brom. Yeah. Dude, wait, real quick. How many of you had the reaction I had today when they showed Danny Welbeck on the bench for Brighton? I was like, whoa. Yeah. Welbeck yeah. plays for Brighton. On. No clue that that had happened. And then he I... came on. Charlie oh. Austin still plays football. Yeah. He is. Yeah. Jake he Livermore is. actually also plays. Jake Livermore, who I was looking well. for, and then also. Um, 
Callum Robinson's pretty good. He's their he's their young new signing. So um, yeah, but once again, I, I'm not too concerned about this. I think what you'll see from um, uh, from Mourinho is probably going to be something similar to today's starting lineup. Colin, did you say you're gonna watch West Brom Fulham? Did you say? You're gonna... Yeah. I'm Why so would sorry. you subject yourself to that? It's my mid morning nap. Good lord, Kieran Gibbs plays for West Brom. Yeah, Kieran Gibbs is there. Um, what is this oh. team? So, <laughs> in, anyways, uh, we, let's 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 talk about our lineup. Do we think it's going to be some similar to today's lineup, or um, are we going to divert to uh, some different formation, or what do you think? They're we, they're expected to. Uh, they don't really sit back. I've watched a few of their games. The three-three draw against Chelsea. Obviously, when they were up three, they were sitting back, but they do try to hit on the counter attack with Callum Robinson. Um, do you think it's going to change the way we line up, Chris? It's not going to change the way we line up. We're going to see from them much like what we saw today. They're going to try and sit back. That's the game plan against us. That's my prediction anyway. Um, from us, very similar lineup to what we saw today. I think we've got a Premier League lineup that we kind of stick with. I'm I I very much agree that um, the goal as far as as Bale is concerned with us is he's not starting until Manchester City at the earliest in my opinion. So he's going to get a sub appearance there, but for the most part, it's going to be the pretty solid lineup that we've we've seen so far. I against West Brom, my question is who's going to start on that right side where Bale would be, whether or not you start Lucas there or whether you have that's going to be the toss up for me is is that going to be Lucas or Lamella, and I don't know which one he's going to put there. I would hope Lamella, but it might be Lucas. Yeah, Austin. Hold up. Bronislav Ivanovic plays center back. Yeah, for, yeah he does. <laughs> <laughs> I, I forgot to tell you all that. I saw him the other day. He's, I thought he yeah. would be like retired in like okay. Or where is he from again? Is he Pol? Is he? I, I don't know. I don't want to speak out of turn, but I figured he would be like you know living he's on a from Serbia. Yeah, exactly. I figured he's, he's in Serbia. He's their 36-year-old Tiago Silva. Oh God. Okay, so here's my thing. I don't give a shit who we play, like, who we start. If they start with the back four with Bronislav Ivanovic in the back four, we should be scoring goals. And I don't I don't give a shit. I don't care who we play because Bale's not going to start two games in four days. So Lucas Lamella on the right side, Chris, I think that's the point. Is, is Whoever starts there, is that's going to be a key. But we should be scoring goals. I don't give it. I don't care. Like, I, who is this team? This, this, them and are going to struggle to get 10 points this year. Like, they're horrible. Well, there's a reason that they're, they're this bad. It's because they're this bad. I mean, looking at this, we're saying all this, but I still, I'm Spurs through and through. I worry about every game. So I'm looking at it and I'm like, uh, they're the gonna... only way I can see them getting a result is if they somehow switch to a back three, like what you've been saying, Chris. And they're like, hey, I figured it out. Slavin Village, I'm a genius. And we're going to play a back three and we're going to stymie them. And then it somehow works out. If they start Bronislav Ivanovic in a back four against us, we better score at least three goals. <laughs> Ridiculous. <laughs> End of discussion. Yeah. Um, to be fair, though, there's good expectation that they win tomorrow against Fulham. And that would give them three unbeaten in the Premier League. Um, so whoop-de-doo, Basil. <laughs> all right, dude, you're going to, I cannot wait to replay this. Whoop-de-doo, Basil is going to be what I loop on, on auto repeat whenever we lose to West Brom next week. And it's yeah. like the most boring 3-0 win ever. Dude, West Brom, if we, 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 oh, we, we, we are not allowed to talk about winning. He's building it up. You're not allowed to talk about winning. So good. 
Go ahead. Finishing top four. We can't talk about any expectations. If we don't get a result against fucking West Brom, we don't deserve to talk about and, anything. And by result, you mean a victory. You, yes. Yeah. A resounding victory. Is, is what well, I mean, I, I would settle for just a victory, but come on. We got to be scoring goals against West Brom. Okay. Uh, we'll, we'll revisit this discussion next week. Book Predi- it. Pr- predictions, Austin. Against West Brom? Yeah. The one result we haven't had yet, we're going to score four goals, which is the one number we haven't scored. It's going to be four nil. I'm going to go three nil. I'm not going to go four. That, 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 uh, that, that's a shade too rich for you, is the I'm four. Three. I don't see where their goals come from. I don't see where they score exactly. against this. But I do think I, – I just – yeah, I'm going to stick I with three. I guess Bayer could – handball in the in the again but even then they're probably gonna fuck up the penalty i mean it's west brom they're horrible i'm gonna go one one tie one one draw. You, you're just being a dick to be a dick Whoa, now. a draw I think, this is a, I think this is a bogey game oh god that would ruin is. my weekend just yeah. ruin my i don't want to i don't want to be break. right i don't predict right to before be the right. international break. i'm gonna play this on loop for you over and over again <laughs> Such a contrarian. I, I predict that my score is closer than your score. <laughs> Four nil. But but if we don't draw, then my score is automatically closer. Yeah yeah. Listen, I hope we, we win. I think that we should win. On paper, it's it's not it's, it's a no brainer. We'll see how we play you Thursday. Think great on the road uh, in the Premier League too. May I remind you? Yeah. Yeah. You're not wrong. We have been great. But there's some. You can't be great the whole season. You, so you're you, just going to take for Dick's sake is what you're saying. No, I think that we have a tough game on Thursday. I think we have to use some of those subs that we'd prefer not to use a little bit earlier. Uh, and then second half, we come out and win probably two. I don't even know if I predict Okay, I'll say this. Two-nil. I think it's more likely we draw against Ludogrets than West Brom. I think you're very mistaken, but there's no way to go about this. Mm-hmm. Unless... I'm just, I think West Brom's a better team than Ludogrets, but I think... It's much tougher to go out to Lugrets in the middle of the week and get up for that game than it is for a Premier League game against West Brom on a team we know we should be beating. I find that so hard to believe that players can't get up for a game, Chris. Like you don't get up no, for a game. It's what ridiculous to hear. Like it sounds like, ridiculous. I have, to, yeah, I have to get up for my job. But at like, the same time, we're Spurs fans. We've seen no it so many stadium. times. There's no fans in the stadium. What are they getting up for? They're literally just, just walking on a soccer field playing like play your thousandth game. Like who cares? I have to get I, up for it. I it sounds like now a weird unless they're jet lagged. Like those I are the things I can agree with. But like I hate when people say they have to get up for it. No. Or you're in Bulgaria and there's like fireworks going off every ten minutes outside the stadium. You don't know if it's a firework or a bomb. Didn't they do that you in Belgium? Know? What? Didn't they do yeah, that last? They did Belgium yeah. too. Yeah, dude, ruthless. COVID spiking Hooli- everywhere. Hooligans. Maybe you're a germaphobe. Maybe you're an OCD germaphobe and you like don't like traveling right now. Just saying. Is that you? No, it's not me. But I know uh, and I don't blame them. Great, that's uh, that's that's it for the week. Let's talk. Let's talk oh. real quick about the um, around the Premier League. Um, any games you guys want to talk about from this weekend? I think we hit them all. Yeah, Liverpool West Ham was Liverpool West Ham was a uh, an interesting one. Um, Liverpool, I think, um, showed some weaknesses defensively. They're gonna struggle. They had some really interesting uh, 
starting lineups. They had Nathaniel Phillips. I guess he's one of their young right backs, Austin. Yep. yep. No, uh, he's a, he played center back for him, I believe. Yeah, sorry, right sided center back. Yep. Um, he's they have young. nobody at center back right now. Yeah. Uh, and then we saw, I believe, Curtis Jones got a start as well. Um, another youngster, um, another defender. Um, yeah, I think the story there is Dio, Dio Joda coming in again and scoring off the bench again, and you know he kind of saved the result for him, right? Yeah, there's like a really good purchase. But they're they're lackluster. Like watching them, you know, like yeah, West Ham's not fun to play against. But I think you know from that game, I realized that Liverpool are are human. They're not like they were last year. Um, they're not bulletproof, and so uh, we're, we're going to play them right now and not in December. I tell you that much. That is true. I wish I agree. Um, any other games from the weekend? I know um, Southampton and Villa played a shootout this morning. Um, Southampton was in control for most of that game. I know. Didn't Villa score two late goals to make that look scored, better than it was? Yeah, 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 they scored two late goals in the 90th minute, I believe, after the 90th minute. So. Um, well, I mean, you can talk about it real quick. I mean, so Villa and Everton both under for underwhelmed this week. I'm yeah. again looking less confident. Am I Everton? Uh, As you should. They're they're. Oh man, they got to get Hamas back in a hurry. But you know, it's fine if they. Hamas got hurt. I don't know if he's hurt or what, but he didn't play, and it was that very evident because they sucked. Um, and Southampton ripped them to shreds and gave up two late, you know, garbage time goals. But um, Southampton is looking. Uh, that result that we had against them is looking better and better every week. Yeah. They do look good, um, offensively especially. Southampton? Uh, James Ward-Prowse? What? Uh, yeah, yeah I mean, two free kicks. That's. I. How that guy is still there, I don't know. But there must be some weird deficiency to James Ward-Prowse's game that I'm un- unaware of that I mean, makes him – I don't know. We were also talking about uh, Everton's struggles uh, without Hamas, without um, Richarlson. Um, Same team that finished to- 12th. Fall into Newcastle, and yeah, Austin is saying how how his his wallet's feeling sixty dollars lighter. <laughs> but why is it sixty? Also, Whoa, sixty now. We've added uh, money. A hundred? No, it was fifty. Oh, you're not very confident. You know <laughs> it was fifty, oh, and not that. Add some extra money to the bit, real quick. You tried to add extra money. To yeah, it. yeah, yeah. That's it, what I'm trying to do. Yeah. What? I mean, I'll take a buyout right now. I'll give you twenty five now if you want. If you want to take a buyout. <laughs> no. But no, no, no. Secret no. Not necessarily the depth that I thought he was. Neither uh, is Fabian Delph. How old? Today. How old is is Sigurdsson now? Is he? Bronislav um, Ivanovic. I'll tell you that much. No. They also didn't have Lucas Digne because he got a red card. Seamus Coleman's still out. They are they are missing their two best fullbacks. That is. Yeah. Tough. They're missing players all over this. Uh, one, two. Well, three, they also four. sat Pickford. Yeah. Mention that, huh? That's well. He's had some clangers lately. I mean, he's had some. Yeah, he's but he's an English mistakes. goalkeeper. Isn't that pretty much par for the course? Yeah. <laughs> Fair enough. We've got Hard one. To argue. We've got one of them at Tottenham Hotspur. Yeah. Um, no other games I can think of that I want to talk about. I'm really interested to watch the Leeds and Leicester game tomorrow afternoon. Tomorrow Leeds. That yeah, that's gonna be high flying. Yeah. That will be fun to watch. Um, but yeah, it was a pretty boring weekend of, of football. Watch Leeds and Leicester end up like nil nil somehow. Oh, the weekend was so boring. I forgot to talk about the Arsenal Manchester United game. Ugh. Talk about oh, the, you, the epitome, of, the epitome of boring. 
Um, Austin, why are people all over this Arsenal team's dick? <laughs> it's really hard to understand, man, because, like, what? Like, they're not even that, like, there's just nothing exciting about it. Their midfield, it's their midfield, man. Their midfield has no creativity. Um, they're a one-man team. They have one world-class player. Aubameyang is at the tail end of his career, still world-class, but he's the only one that can win them games. I don't know why people are excited. I think they're excited about Arteta and a young – they really want the Arsene Wenger, like peak Wenger days at Arsenal back for some reason because they think that that's the fun team to market out of London. But I I don't know. It's very, very exhausting to hear like positive things about, about Arsenal when we're second in the fucking league. <laughs> There's yeah. only – every time I hear anybody talk about them now, it's – the old soul situation is what people bring up. And the fact that, you know, you have Matsuroso and he's just not even like he's alienated from the team and nobody seems to really know why. And they did make some very, well, not very, but they made some moves with the William and the, and Thomas and getting a Yang on a new contract. But I, Lacazette is not the player or he's not as good as I thought. I guess that he was, he's just like, I remember like years before he got there when he was back in, 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 in France and he was considered this great up and coming forward slash winger slash attacking midfielder. And he got to Arsenal and he's not any of those things. He's yeah. kind of a medium player. Well, people thought he and Martial were both going to be these, you know, these big time attacking players, right? And Martial's, I think, been better. But yeah, Lacazette's just never lived up to that. And, and to be fair, they've had a lot of manager turnover, and they don't, they've never really settled on one place to play Lacazette. And they just keep buying forwards and keep buying wingers and keep throwing the kitchen sink at it because you know adding Williams going to fix their their entire midfield, right? I, yeah, <laughs> I joked around with a buddy of mine about this this Arsenal team and about their setup after um, after Arsene Wenger left, and he kept saying, you know, that Arsenal, you know, don't just give us time; we'll be back on top. It's you know, we just need the time to work it out. And I was like, you know, I I get your optimism, but you guys have never really lived through what it's like to go through a rung of shit managers where you don't know what's going on or who's going to start or if the manager's still going to be there, what kind of system he's going to set up. Like, I, we've been through that on this side. We went through several years of it. It's like our 13th manager since the Levy era started. And you guys have never felt what it's like to really be unsure of what the team's going to look like week in, week out. And that's what they're dealing with now. Their fan base is completely diluted in this idea that I think Arteta's going to end up on the chopping block, too. I don't think he holds this up for very long. I think Arteta leaves them before he fires them. I think yeah, Arteta's going to leave Arsenal Chris for— Chris is like for... Donald Trump and The Apprentice. No, I think, I think, I think Arteta will leave when—, when cause Every, didn't, in, didn't the entire what, board— What league manager is going to survive, Chris? Didn't well, the I, entire board of Barcelona just leave? You really yeah. think that Komen's going to last that long? No, as soon as that job pops open, they're going to try to snap up Arteta, and I think he— bolts for the door if the city job or the barcelona uh, is available he bolts i just like i, I, I hate these clubs i really do i don't like united i don't like arsenal i just think i mean you just have to know these are high profile jobs the arsenal job as much as i hate them 
is a high-profile job. This is not a fan base or a board that that just is resigned with bottom of the table or mid table results. And uh, true, but Crunky is also well, that doesn't give a shit about the fan base. If no, Barcelona's like, hey, I'll give you twenty give million a shit. pounds. I'm gonna give you I'm gonna give you all this money to get your manager. He's like, he's all right, sell so money. quickly. It's ridiculous. Yeah. So so I, I mean, he's not Levy. He Crunky is all about money. It's all he gives a shit about Arsenal is making money from it. And that's why they've sucked for so long. Like I I know they've won some FA Cups, but. Like that's why they haven't challenged for a Premier League title legitimately in over a decade, which is where they they think that they belong, right? They think they have this like they have this uh, like God-given right to challenge for the Premier League or to somehow challenge for Champions League when they have not only been, not been in Champions League but they've made w- one final. Have they made a final? They made one final, right? In Champions yeah, League. Yeah, I think they made one yeah. final and they lost it. Barcelona. Um, like they we have more european titles than arsenal like they think that there's it's a deluded fan base you're right you're right chris they 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 think they're entitled to success when they haven't really had high level success since like midway through the arsenal winger era so i I don't get it i don't get why people would think that arteta is going to like build this long dynasty there and stay there for no it's he's because gonna... he's the, he's a former arsenal player and they're just hoping that for the romance of the story and, and that you know he's the one after all this struggle that comes back and and guarantee you if pep, when pep leaves city which will be very soon and city comes knocking and says hey we kind of liked what pep did we want to get his you know his protege arsenal sell us your sell us your manager crunky's gonna be like all right, that's yeah, fine. <laughs> we'll right, get another manager. We've surpassed our time talking about Arsenal in this podcast. So, well, to be fair, we're talking about how shit Arsenal are, so that's okay. Yeah, I'm just tired of hearing the word Arsenal at this point. <laughs> so we're gonna, I'm, I'm gonna ask you both a question, then we're gonna get out of here. Um, I would like you to both give me, off the top of your head, Austin, you're gonna go first. Your new revised top four for the end of the season. Ooh, God. Ooh. Whoa, so is this all like our like official? Nah, nah, just top of your head. Let's go. But, but is this like kind of like live, no, like, live like out, like, like it's going to live on a piece of paper and I might, re- I might refer back to it. And you're I'm buying, writing mine you're down. You're buying Chris time. So do I have uh, to give you, you 20, one through 20 four seconds? Four, four teams. One through four. 20 seconds. In order? Yep. Spurs one. I already said it. I have to stick with it. Spurs one. Liverpool two. City three. Chelsea four. All right. Oh, I damn it. Chelsea four. You, you took my top four. That was what I was going to go with. Um, dang it. Uh, that's off the top of the dome. Yeah. Okay. I'm going to let's just copy. shoot. We're going to go Spurs to the top. Yeah. Liverpool second. City, Chelsea. Okay. Sweet. We'll see you guys next week. All right. Come on, Spurs. Come on, Come on Spurs. <laughs> Like pots with the boys, the rule North London stop with the noise. We got cane for them, new cranes for them. 61 found new stadium. Popped off the train at the lane again. I wish Chick King said same again. Toby's about to say safe again. Hugo ain't even gotta make a save again. Hard times, you've been through it. You know the slogan, there, so we do it. Do it. Them boy there went really like, there's no relevant.